Ah, so cold, rainy day here in the IE, like the one place where you expect it to be 118, especially at a festival setting, and it's 50 degrees and raining. You are not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were we were hoping for Cali sunshine, and, and we're still hoping for it. We're we're remaining hopeful. We'll see what happens. <laughs> hopefully, I mean, hopefully there's some sunshine out there, and good reason to keep the sunglasses around. Yeah, hey, there was some earlier today. I'm still like hanging on by a thread. I was trying to think for for me. I've put myself in your guys' shoes. Like, oh, if I was in a band, it, would this be the dream to do like your own festival, like a day to remember is today? Is that is that kind of like the dream to have your own? Ozfest and yes to do it no to try and make it all happen i am thankful that i am not the one trying to wrangle all of this and trying to make this happen but at the same time that's like you know it is it is in a way you know it's kind of like if you you look at like Lollapalooza or any of those you know like musicians started festivals oh yeah absolutely i think we need it now more than ever like we had uh, mayhem go away and now we have warped going away you're an alumni of warp talk about talk about that man the warp tour going away We've heard from multiple people that it's been on the decline the last several years, and I think it's time for something new, you know, and something like self-help, where where it's kind of bands doing it for bands, you know. I think that that might be uh, that might just be what the scene needs. That might be the new model. Yeah, I think it's also important that they're drawing attention to like emotional disorders and things about self-harm and stuff in our in our line of work, man. We tour the entire world and and hear stories from all of our fans that are looking to music for help and. Musicians that take part in this festival know that you know we're not the we're not the pros out here. Like we're just musicians, but let's draw attention to where you can go if you do need help. And a lot of our songs are you know written about real feelings and real what what you actually go through in life. And uh, and we think it's important to be a part of something that's a forward thinking movement of bringing bands to help the fans, and in turn have the fans help the bands too, because we need every single one of them out there to be loving our music and enjoying themselves and having the time of their life. Yeah, and that's something that I think gets overlooked. My dad was a psychologist, so I grew up. Self-help is very important and and way, way underlooked in this day and age, so it's great that a festival like this draws attention. Absolutely. And if if, if you did have your own festival, what do you think the angle would be, or is it too soon to say, or would you have some sort of charitable angle or some sort of focus or anything? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. With with this kind of platform, you know, it's it's not too uncommon to to try and think outside of the box. And actually we were just talking about it the other day. We were thinking about because we're we live by the beach, maybe like a, a beach cleanup or something like that 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 could be uh, you know, during the summertime, get everybody together for a good cause, maybe get some music together. Who knows what it could be, but just trying to give back to the community and, and also utilize the platform that we have because we never knew that it that people so many people would look to us for advice or something like that. So if we know, you know, we've we've been around the world a couple times, like we've we can see where we can try and help out and you know, that's a big part of this too is giving back. Another thing going away this year that I got to get your opinion on Slayer calling it a career. Oh, uh, I know, we were I know. So sad. we were in Europe when we heard the news and just back to back watching uh their their newest DVD uh for Repentless and uh just their studio stuff and we were just like, man, it's so sad. It's like all right. RIP but they yeah, could be bad. Never, Dude, they could yeah, be no, bad. no. The music, the music lasts forever, and and, yeah. and I think them deciding to to call it while they're on top, rather than waiting for any sort of decline, is kind of just like a champion statement, you know. So it's it, it, in one hand, I'm kind of sad about it, and in the other hand, I'm kind of like that's badass, like yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. So absolutely, and you must look up, especially being a bass player, vocalist like Tom Araya. Absolutely, like. yeah, yeah, and Stoner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. They're great. No, they're but, but no, singer. absolutely, and, and you know, it's just to to see a band 
have a legacy like that. And in 20, in 20, I almost said 2016 in 2018, I don't feel like people are thinking too much about legacy anymore. It's all kind of what's hot right now. What's cool. And like, they've built something that's lasted, you know, three decades and will continue, and will continue to inspire and to last. All right. Since we're kind of putting up the tombstone, give me, give me a jam from them. Name, name your Slayer jam. Oh man. I was jamming repentless so hard this last summer. I really liked the new record. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go rain and blood. Just the, the, classic. the classic, that riff. Yeah, random blood. That's what I was gonna say. Of course, yeah. Oh my god, dude, he's a beast. He's so sick. It's a shame that they couldn't bring him back for this last tour. Just of course, but you know things happen, and and who knows? Yeah, who knows? Who knows what? But um, it's. I think it's just cool. Like Aaron said, you know, the music continues to live on, and it'll live on forever. And and something that that I thought was really cool in that DVD that we were watching is Slayer. Carrie King was saying like you know, we never tried to be anything but Slayer, you know, and I think that that's something that Of Mice and Men can kind of take away from that too and be like, you know, we don't want to do anything else but be Of Mice and Men and push forward and make good Of Mice and Men records just like Slayer pushes forward to make kick-ass Slayer records. It's important to have that and to kind of like know who you are and, and have somewhat of a of an understanding of your own musical identity. Yeah, well, let's talk about the new record, which is a defining record, a defying record. And of course, down a member and, and you stepping up and major kudos to stepping up and doing the, the screams. I mean, there's a lot of bands out there that do the, the clean singing and the screams and it takes two people to do it. And I kind of feel like you get a little bonus points for kind of being an all one encompassing person doing both parts. I'll take all the bonus points I can get. I just need to know where to cash them out at. <laughs> get some Nespresso or something. Yeah. Super Mario Brothers. No. There you go. Yeah. No, you know, it, for us it was just really important when we decided to continue on this band even before we were really thinking about new music it was all about how do we deliver these songs that we know still mean a lot to us and still mean a lot to the fans in a way that does it justice and for us you know when we kind of started jamming once we kind of realized that we had it within the four of us to do that it just felt like that was the right thing to do rather than to bring somebody else in and try and maybe for us to move on as a four piece just acknowledges that it's always going to be different. And that's kind of the point. You know what I mean? Like here's us now. Boom. That's it. Mice and men. And so to be able to put out this record and to tour it, we're like basically in the last week of a five and a half week headliner. And it's been amazing just to see the way the, the record's connecting with people, you know, lyrically, musically, just the energy of it. I wanted to get your behind the music on a, on a couple of tunes. And I got to say, uh, Thank you for doing the money cover and, and not doing the old cash register. I, I like the the more Nintendo style yeah, yeah, yeah. cash register yeah. at the beginning because yeah. that always hurts my ears, like playing that on the radio that and you works. just hear those those slot machines going off. But talk about that decision to cover that specific tune, money. That was literally a random decision that was made because we had extra time in the studio. So our producer Howard Benson, who's uh, who's out of uh, Woodland Hills, he just said. Um, well, you guys have this time. You guys are going to be done early. Like, why don't you just do a ballad and do a cover? And so we're like, okay. So we just kind of did it for fun. We didn't even get clearance on it to know if we could release it or have anybody hear it until after it was finished. Like, it was all just for fun. And then we ended up being able to get the clearance for it, and we put it on the record. Because that's the easiest way if you're a signed band to get music out. So we're like, all right, just throw it on there. Literally picked that song because we were listening to it on the way up there. I threw it out there. Almost kind of as a piss take because I knew the reaction I was going to get, which is the reaction we get when we tell about half the people. Yeah, we covered a Pink Floyd song. Oh, what song? Money. And they're like, oh, oh. <laughs> oh I don't know. Like, don't touch Pink Floyd. But, That's like, right. you know, and then we were apprehensive at first, too, because uh, you want to do something like that justice. And, and especially with us being such devoted musicians, you know, we owe it to ourselves to make sure that we do our best to, you know, really make it, give it in a mice spin. And at the same time, still pay homage to, you know, the greats. And uh, yeah, the original. And um, and we felt like we 
we we were banging our heads to it. You know, that's that's how we know if we're in the studio and we're listening back and we're like, yeah, you know, that thick bass line and just the way that the drums push through everything and um, and the guitar solo and stuff. It was just fun. And, you know, when you first start playing in bands, the first thing you do is usually you start playing cover songs and, and songs that you can just vibe out with with your bros or, or whoever's in your band. And and it kind of got felt like that in the studio, really, when we were creating that creating the the mice interpretation right. that it, it was like man it's like we're jamming like like we just kind of like started over again and it's like and we're back in the now we're in a studio it could have been a garage or right. in our little shoebox studio but um but yeah man it was it was just fun and and we're happy that that people are enjoying it and at the end of the day you know we just had fun and hopefully people have fun listening to it Talk to me uh, lyrically about the the title track, Defy. A little chip on the shoulder, maybe this time around. Um, you know, maybe maybe that, maybe a little bit of a chip on the shoulder. I think a lot of it is for us, you know, as musicians, it's really easy to kind of get caught up in expectations, whether it's our expectations or other people's expectations or people who aren't fans that feel like they have an input or say in the art you create. You know, for us, just continuing the band felt very kind of defiant in nature but i think rock and roll's always been about defiance you know and i think whether it's fighting the powers that be or sticking it to the man or even a lot of times just sticking it to yourself sticking it to your expectations or or your doubts or your or your fears or your hopelessness like so in a lot of ways that song just kind of encompasses that you know and it, it encompasses kind of the the spirit of the record and so that's why it ended up as the title track it's like all right well let's open this door here's your introduction it's a great yeah. album opener it's like yeah. a classic album opener like yeah. it sets the tone yeah. for sure um how about uh back to me um, Back to Me is about using music. You know, for us, it was about using what we are passionate about to almost, you know, imagine you're lighting a way back to yourself. If you feel like you've kind of lost track of your true self because you feel like you've strayed, you can always kind of reignite those passions and it almost creates a giant pyre in the middle of this darkness and you can go, oh yeah, that's that's who I am and that's where I'm at. And you can always kind of find a way back to yourself. Awesome. And then uh, the brutal song, Warzone. That's about a uh, panic attack that I had at like three in the morning and how if you saw anybody who suffers from anxiety, you know, and that's that's another big reason why this festival is so important is um, anxiety is a mental disorder. It's not something that people need to be ashamed of. You know, I'm certainly not ashamed of the fact that I suffer from it. And at the same time, like it's it makes your head feel like a war zone. And so for me, I use music as a way of figuring things out for myself like to describe how i was feeling as a war zone to then be able to read that and go okay like that helps me better understand what i'm going through because it almost kind of deconstructs it and then reconstructs it in a way that anybody can understand including me because i'm not the smartest guy like sometimes i need to break things down and rebuild them up so i understand you know awesome man and um just kind of wrapping things up here you said the tour is coming coming to an end and then uh Going overseas, I imagine, probably. And then when, when will we see you back ten in the States? After, ten days after this ends, we go back overseas. And then when, when time frame back to the States? Uh, we just announced some shows in May, right at the end of May. Yep, with we're Five doing, Finger Death Punch. Uh, yeah, Red, Red Rocks with Five Finger Death Punch and Casper uh, Wyoming with a Five Finger Death Punch. Okay. And, uh, and a bunch more stuff that's going to be coming. Uh, you can always check up, keep up to date with us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or uh, check our tour dates out of MiceTickets.com. And then get your opinion on a couple things real quick. Sure. Let's see. Soundtracks. I miss movie soundtracks. I love them. I, 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 that's one thing I always bitch about on the radio. Like, what happened to all the killer movie soundtracks? Like, when we were growing up in the 90s, there was tons of them. Even in the 2000s, I kind of feel like yeah. maybe Linkin Park was kind of like that last one with Transformers. But yeah, sure. curious if you guys had a 
a favorite movie soundtrack from back in the day? Oh, man. Um, Batman Forever was a really good one. Um, what were the jams on that the one? The Scorpion King was a really Scorpion good one. Um, Freddy vs. Jason had like a fair that amount of bangers on it. Like the Roadrunner. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know, you know, like, and we we actually just had a talk with our publisher about that. Like, how? What's like? What's the deal with movie soundtracks? We want to write a song and, to yeah, a movie, yeah. you know, like that's the, yeah. that'd be so cool to take a theme, and that's what it used to be. Is they would theme it and then write a special song for the movie, and then you could you would have this collection of like almost B sides that were like cool if you listened to it, but you wouldn't really know it if you weren't a fan of the movie. So right, right. I think they're super important. And I think they just went the way of the buffalo because every time we ask about it, they seem to have like no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Like what you rock music metal in what? Are yeah. you okay? And I'm like, are you okay? I don't yeah. know. No, we ask about it a lot, and so far, uh, crickets. Well, maybe we just have to make our own movie. Yeah. Like, did you guys see that Mad Max movie? Yeah. It came out a couple years ago. The yeah. dude's playing guitar, driving yeah. through the desert. Yeah. That like, would have been me. Yeah. That and you should have had a song like that needed a soundtrack. That was screaming for it. Do you have one from back in the day? Um, let's see. I mean, some of the ones that he named, I'm trying to think. There's an, I'll, I'll never forget the, the epic Mortal Kombat one from the very first movie. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then there was, a another one that I love that's, that's less rock, but that always just, that rocked me personally, lyrically was, uh, the Dangerous Minds soundtrack, which was, uh, yeah, it was Coolio. I mean, there was a ton of like hip hop and, and that kind of like ignited like something of me going down a, a underground like you know uh, rabbit hole finding new artists and stuff. And that's another great thing about soundtracks. Just remembered one, Godzilla. Oh, that yeah. was my favorite. Rage Against the Machine, No Shelter, freaking P Diddy and Jimmy Page. Like it was, and oh, it's Cashmere. The, wow. Dude, Cashmere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and uh, it was called Come with Me. Yeah. You know, so it was like the new thing. And so you know, albums like that, like you find new artists, and you're like, damn, that that sounds really cool. Because they made something that's for a movie, and then you kind of dive down the rabbit hole of like listening to their albums and finding their music, and and that's how you know a lot of uh, fans can be created. And unfortunately, things just aren't the way they used to be, man. I used to be able to buy them and find new new fans, and I still try and collect them. I love looking at in record stores for specifically soundtracks and uh, original scores because I love just having those kind of like snapshots of yeah. either B sides or original music that is. Uh, that unique. that yeah that's unique and that makes up um a, makes up a film because music is such a huge part of a movie and and so yeah any movie producers out there tuning in of mice is ready for your next metal we rock are ready for your movie yeah we're ready I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this prediction well you guys are gonna get one at some point and and i'm gonna plant the seed but you guys are gonna do a, a cover of a hip-hop song okay i could sick. just feel it i, I don't know why that but cool. I'm in. yeah and uh, you guys being Orange County guys, there's a ton of them. Are you guys into the craft beer scene at all? Yup. I'm a little bit. I'm not. Yeah, I sing, so I don't do like I have to. Yeah, I don't, like I love beer though. Who am I kidding? I love <laughs> yeah. it. It's not on tour, but yeah. All the all those little breweries down there though, like uh, oh my. Got to got to shout out Four Sons Brewery in Huntington. Got to shout out Beachwood Brewing in Huntington. Love all those little spots down in San Diego. Coronado Brewing stone brew it's so cool to that there's like now a, a culture of that and i don't know it's cool and it, br it brings a lot of people together it's actually providing a lot of jobs to southern california too that's pretty cool and i, I have a lot of friends in the beer industry down in san diego and and up in orange county so um it's, it's really cool to see how it's 
how it's really, really taking shape and people are enjoying it. I mean, who doesn't like to find, you know, new tastiness and a fun style beverage, I guess. Do you have a favorite style like IPAs or reds or stuff? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm an IPA guy for sure. Love those. You like the hazy IPAs like Green Cheek? Uh, not so much. I like, yeah, I like them. I like them filtered for yeah, sure. More like West Coast style oh, filtered. Yeah, West Coast style for sure. I'm, I'm a Cali boy, man. I'm West Side till I die. Me too, so. me too but I'm digging the hazy right now. Yeah, Something I mean, cloudy. And, and that, that's the cool thing is you could try them all and you kind of like, I was into reds for a little bit and that was, that's kind of cool. And it's just nice to try new things. And I'm, I'm definitely not like a snob on our tour rider. Actually, we have local IPA or pale ale. Because we try and taste taste the flavors of of all the local places. Because everywhere is starting to have craft beer, and you know people are really um, people are really enjoying it. So I think it's cool. When are we gonna get an ampersand beer? Maybe we'll work on it. Hey, shout out any beer companies. <laughs> you said you got friends in that industry. I, That'd be, I mean, Slayer's got a beer. Iron Maiden, of course. Yeah. Deftones is putting out a couple. Like I think an advice beer would be awesome for sure. It's time. Yeah, hey. I like it. Let's do it. One last thing I want to get you guys' opinion on. You know, there was a couple years ago, like the big four. We all know the big four, Metallica, Slayer, Megadeth, Anthrax. And being a radio guy, trying to think of kind of like the next generation, and I've come up with the Flannel Five. So I want to get your pick, pick on the Flannel Five. We're talking Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Stone Temple Pilots, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains. Okay, I was going to say, if you don't have Alice in Chains on there... I wouldn't, you, you know what I mean? Last yeah. and I got really nervous. I, I thought I was going to have to leave. Chains, we're both going to say it at the same time. I, I saved the best for last because that's my pick. Too. Okay, yeah, same with us. For that's sure. perfect. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Visceral lyrics, man. Like they wrote Lane Staley, just the way his delivery was. It. The thing about that movement, I feel like, is it was just raw and it was just emotions of people that just would be so immersed in the music because of however they felt, whether it was the drugs or the depression or whatever. And they wrote about that. And I think that's where of mice kind of draws the similarities and the inspiration behind that is they did not hold back or, or, you know, you knew what, what was going on in those songs. And, um, and they told it how it was. And, and I, Aaron can talk a little bit more just yeah. on. Yeah. A, b- on a big, a big thing is nowadays musicians and artists, we feel like we have to go out of our way and try to create things all the time to like, one-up ourselves when in reality what rock music was always about was observe and report observe and report i'm going to take everything that i'm going through everything i'm witnessing and i'm going to report it instead of trying to like create something beautiful from something dark the reality is you just sing about your life and you sing about the things you're dealing with and people the audience can smell when something is contrived before they can hear it or read it or anything you just get a sense of honesty with music like that and it was because it was observe and report and i'm also a big fan of their latest records too i love yeah, alice in chains yeah, I, man I, think, I don't know if they've gotten better but they certainly haven't gone down i don't oh, think it's 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 an ever-evolving legacy like you know we talked about that word again legacy and that's you know, you leave behind things that are that are important, not just for for yourself or for your family, your friends or kids, but like for future generations to to be able to listen to something like that and go, man, people were honest, a lot more honest back then than they are now. You know, yeah. I like William with the second guitar makes it real sludgy, just adds to the sludge factor. Yeah, he's such a good dude. I got to meet him at NAMM a couple of years ago and just such a nice guy. I was like to continue on something like that that means so much to so many people because they still play all the old bangers, too, and they still mean just as much now as they did back then you know it's never about the artist it's about the art the art outlives us all you know uh your jam from alice in chains if you had to pick one rain when i die i don't know i just i just that that song just gets me every time i like to put it like this give me your your deep cut and your hit that would probably be my deep cut i mean man in the box is just obviously like you can't not bang your head to it wood yeah i mean dude there's so many it's it's so hard to pick 
trying yeah, to nutsh- nutshell's great. Ooh, yeah. uh, down in a hole. Down in a hole. Yeah, that's right yeah. Um, and then even from their newer stuff, Bl- uh, Black Caves Way to Blue. Um, Freaking yeah, Stone. Stone. Yeah, Hollow. Yeah, yep. Hollow. Yeah. I mean, they've got jams, dude, and they're going on tour this summer. So fingers crossed, new music, because that's gonna be heavy, man. They they always find a way to with every album. I think not only redefine themselves, but also just kind of keep it. They keep it consistent with the emotion and the feeling and the heaviness too, which is cool to hear. Of my uh, sorry to hear, <laughs> Alice and Chains become a more modern sounding band, and and the albums sound more polished and. And it's they're they're a really kick ass band for sure. Let me get you guys on one last one. Sure. So we got the flannel five and right. feeling good about that. Trying to take it to the next level. Talking new metal okay. and add one. So we'll make it the new metal six pack, being a beer okay. fan. So for this one we got Limp Biscuit, Lincoln Park, Rage, Corn, Slipknot, Disturbed. No mud vein in there. Yeah, I was gonna say no mud vein. I would maybe because Linkin Park is undeniably new metal, yeah. but yeah. they have such an extensive catalog that I don't think they're just stuck to that in some of the ways that maybe some of those other bands they are. They kind of innovated in a lot of ways, that sound, that I think. That is very true, though. I was going to say that I think the band that maybe doesn't belong on there is Rage Against Rage. the Machine. Really? Just because, they to pre- them... They predate it. Yeah, and to, like that, to them it wasn't like... Years. Yeah, and I feel like... When I think of new metal, I think more of bands like like what you like what you're saying, like Corn, Limp Biscuit. Oh, and we're missing and, Snot. Yeah, Snot's wow. another one, dude. Lynn well, Strait. I, like, I was thinking about that last spot, either going Disturbed, yeah, Papa Roach, or uh, System. True, System. Oh, oh man, man. it's System, gotta be yeah. it's gotta be a straight new metal thirty rack. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah, there's yeah, there's yeah, there's there's so many that I think it's it's kind of hard because. Yeah, De- yeah, Deftones. They although they never wanted to be classified. Same as Corn, though. No you know, wants and, to be classified yeah, and as yeah, exactly. Yeah, until so. you're in the pantheon of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't even think grunge bands like being called grungy. Yeah, and I'll bet I'll bet people would even. <laughs> I don't like flannel either. <laughs> keeping keeping to the original six I gave you just to play along. Who who would be your numero uno? Numero uno. Linkin Park. Linkin Park. Linkin Park. For sure. What a what a tragic story that is. Absolutely. Oh man, yeah, absolutely. And we, had, we, you know, we we were so blessed to be able to do um, international and domestic tours with those guys, and to be able to play fests all around the world with them. And we had just seen them like a few weeks before that. Like that whole thing is just it's yeah, it's we, still to this day. We played together at Hellfest, and and we had such a good hang with them. And they're always so like inquisitive of us, and like the, like older brothers kind of thing. And and every time we see them, it's always like such a nice reunion to get to like our paths cross again. Awesome and. Uh, and then, you know, when we when we heard the news, we were all together and we were just devastated. You know, it, it was like losing like, like losing a close friend and a mentor and somebody that you look up to. And and uh, you never really know. And that's why festivals like this are so damn important, because you got to reach out for help. And I do believe Chester was always reaching out for help with his music, but he kept it honest. And and we all fight demons, you know, and it's important that if you are not feeling right, if you if you feel like there is something like hugely wrong with you and, and that you just can't kick it call the hotlines that self-help uh, on the self-help website, you know, and, and call the numbers and talk to somebody that that's a professional. And, and I think uh, it, you could be the biggest rock star on earth. You could be Chester Bennington and still life is hard, man. Life is like, you question it, you know, and it doesn't, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, we're all humans and we all have feelings. So make sure that you're in tune with those and, and help yourself because the only person that can truly help yourself is you. 
And, uh, and we write a lot about that in our music. And, and it's important to say, because we have music to help us. We have each other. The, the, the four of us together use the music and, you know, blood, sweat, and tears, 110%. And, uh, and that's the honesty behind the music. And that's why we create music is because we need help. And we use music to help. And it helps us. Just to put a button on, on Lincoln Park, pick a, pick a song from each. I mean, the first, the first banger, Paper Cup, boom. I mean, that's when I, th when I think of new metal, that's the first song that comes to mind, you know. The uh, turntables and everything. Yeah, oh yeah, where I was just like, what is this? It's so heavy. <laughs> Being a kid, um, I'd say leave out all the rest. Leave out all the rest. Mm -hmm. Deep cut. Yeah, but I think, I think arguably one of the most lyrically meaningful songs that they've ever put out. And give, me, give me a radio jam. Um, I mean, one step closer, you just got to yeah, go back yeah. to the first, yeah. you know, the, that, that first riff that, that literally ignited a whole movement, you know? Cool, man. Well, thanks so much for the time.